0: Today on the show, Disney Plus reveals release dates, Spider-Man 3 has a title, and we are talking Age of Ultron with Nicole from Peace Love Star Wars. hello there everybody this is episode 69 of the from a certain point of view podcast i'm josh i'm adam and adam how are you today i am okay <laughs> okay just okay yeah
1: just okay slept in today mm. which felt really good that's good slept until
0: about 10 and then i took a nap after that well, hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: it felt pretty good. I was all right.
0: Well, did you have first and second breakfast, or
1: um, no? But I did have a okay. late breakfast of Honey Nut Cheerios. I was healthy today.
0: Art healthy. Nice. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I, I had some some eggs and some orange juice and a Cliff Bar. So you know, nice. So, what have you been up to this week? Do you have any recommendations for us? Uh,
1: so I've been continuing to watch. Uh, the MCU movies. And so this past week I finished, uh, the winter soldier, uh, then watched guardians of the galaxy, which is probably my all time favorite Marvel, uh, MCU movie. I love guardians of the galaxy, the first one. Um, Mm -hmm. and then age of Ultron, which we'll be talking about later. And watched Ant-Man and uh, forgot how much fun Ant-Man was. I, I always liked Ant-Man, but I haven't watched the first one in a long time. I forgot how much fun that one is. It is a lot of fun. Very different movie. Very different movie. But it's just a lot of uh, just good time. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I guess my recommendations would be <laughs> pick one of those.
0: <laughs> pick one of those. Just pick one of those MCU movies. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah um, you know, I, I've also been catching up on the MCU. Um, I'm st- I slowed down a little bit this week, so I'm, I'm still on Winter Soldier. Um, but you know, wow, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies, right there, Winter one. Soldier. I also love Guardians of the Galaxy, like you mentioned. Um, yeah. I think Winter Soldier is so good, and um, I also started For All Mankind season two on a- Apple TV Plus. So if if you have a subscription, I highly recommend this one, and I think it's like five bucks a month for Apple TV Plus. Um, the first season kind of covered, you know, this almost alternate reality of what if the Soviets got to the moon first, um, and and what that would look like, and then like, what if what if female astronauts were, were more prevalent at that time and, and were actually more a part of the space program, um, landing on the moon, you know, those types of things, right. um, and it was really interesting to to see that take on it and just and then the introduction to season two is really all about like it it, right off the bat it gives you all these things that happened in history but they're different like um you know like camilla married prince charles or whatever um you know and and this happened and that happened and uh, like john lennon avoided being killed you know like that type of thing um and, and then it gets into season two, which they've basically they've established um, both the Soviets and the Americans have established bases on the moon okay. and um, they're they, they live in these bases and everything for extended periods of time. And I, I think it's going to be a launching point for um, going to Mars in, in, in the future of this show. So okay. I highly recommend it, uh, especially if you're into space stuff like I am. Um, I love the show so far.
1: Well, if that alternate history idea is interesting to you, then I'll, I'll recommend something else. If you watched uh, Man in the High Castle on Amazon Prime. I, I knew, I had a feeling you were going to say that, and I have not yet. You but have I to think watch it. To. It's so yeah. cool. Uh, it's yeah. uh, one of those alternate history shows, kind of like you mentioned there, uh, but it's mm-hmm. if the Nazis had won uh, World War II. Right. And uh, they're also, though, it's not just that alternate history, they're also getting glimpses of what our history was. Uh, so they're kind of mm-hmm. crossing timelines there, and uh, it, it, it's really cool. cool, really well done. Uh, and if that if that type of thing is interesting, do I think you'd really like that show?
0: Yeah, it is. So I'm gonna I'll have to check that one out. So thank you for your other recommendation. You're welcome. Full <laughs> and guess today. what?
1: Yeah, <laughs> take your pick.
0: <laughs> well, we have some good news. We have a lot of good news coming up in our news segment. So let's punch it.
1: Every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page I make it page eight and give them 10% off. I okay. make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here!
0: So we had a couple Disney Plus announcements this week. We got um, some release dates. We got a release date for The Bad Batch, which is actually going to be on May the 4th. Um, so looking forward to that. Yep. We also got a release date for um, the Loki series, which is coming to Disney plus on June 11th and Spider-Man three um, got a title reveal, which it's is got about going 10 to... titles this week, but it, it,
1: it's it, true. It got an official one. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into all those alternate <laughs> titles, um, but officially it's called no way home. Yes. Um, which is a cool title. And so our weekly poll this week, um, was, was directly tied into this news. And which of these are you most excited for the bad batch, Loki, Spider-Man, no way home. Um, before we reveal the results, Adam, what are you looking forward to the most? Spidey three. I'm with you on Spider-Man three. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm excited for all of them, but Spider-Man has a special place in my heart. And, um, yeah, yeah, I love, I love him. Um, <laughs> no, so,
1: I am so I love the Tom Holland series. It's easily my favorite iteration of Spider Man
0: uh, so far. Yeah, and yeah, can't wait for Spidey three. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, so our results are for the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch took this one actually, forty three point three percent of the vote. So the Bad Batch got a lot of love here. It did um. And then we had Loki at twenty three point three percent, and that one was in third. And then Spider-Man: No Way Home thirty three point three percent. Yeah, Spidey um, and
1: Bad Batch were kind of neck and neck there for a while. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, not a lot of love for Loki.
0: No, but I, I think you know, I, I there were a lot of comments on this one that were basically like, you know, I'm excited for all of them, all but them, if yeah. you're making me pick, then you know, um, but yeah, the, yeah, we is are all we're making you stuff. pick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> forcing me to
0: pick, that's right. Um, <laughs> so, do you have any further thoughts about this news that we got?
1: No, just that Tom Holland is a little twerp because he caught me with. <laughs> I, I thought I thought I thought he was being serious. <laughs>
0: with uh, which
1: was phone, with home. phone home? Yeah, phone and home, then yeah, Zendaya put hit out what she, she put out home record or something like that. And was home like, yeah, record, yeah. He got me.
0: Um, yeah, I was. Um if you look, if you kind of pause the the video um, that had that kind of title reveal, you mm-hmm. can see a lot of the different ideas on the whiteboard. Yeah, um, like right, right. There's so actually State, some interesting um, stuff
1: on that whiteboard though that's not just little funny Easter eggs. I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I I think it might be pointing to a certain certain character in that in that movie. Okay. So.
0: Okay. Um, one of my favorite options was stay at home. Um, and then they crossed that out and put stop. Cause I think all of us have stayed at home enough this year. Um, <laughs> we, we had home alone and, and there are of course some copyright issues with that one. Um, <laughs> you know, phone home, right. of course, ET. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun. If you, if you pause that reveal, um, title reveal video and check out the, the, the whiteboard, the alternate ideas are pretty funny. Agreed. Oh, I do want to mention one other thing we got in the news this week that I, I yeah this mention. is interesting. Um, and we're talking about Superman. Yes, a a Superman reboot is in the works yes. at Warner Brothers. Um, with DC, um, and DC with author. Um, Need some help on this one. Nah, uh, you're on your uh, own. Tanihisi Coates <laughs> is writing the script, and J.J. Abrams is producing via yeah. Bad Robot Production Great. Company. Um, I don't know about you, Adam, but I was not asking for this Spider- or Superman reboot. I uh, here's how I feel
1: about Superman reboot. I, that wor- that word reboot just gets tossed around everywhere, it does. and I yeah. don't know how much i believe that it's an actual reboot you know mm-hmm. i think it could be a continuation of that story with a new character as superman not clark kent um and you know we've uh, I, I don't know if you were going to go into this or not but there is some rumors that uh, the next superman would be uh played by a black actor okay so i don't know First of all, I'm tired of re- of rebooting franchises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, I I think whenever a story like this breaks, you know, that, you know, we may be starting Spider-Man over or something like that. Reboot is the first word that comes out, you know, <laughs> this is going to yeah. be a reboot of Spider-Man it, it, or, or Superman. It might not be. It might just be a continuation mm-hmm. of the same story um, or you know i think dc's kind of going with that multiverse aspect also this could be a n- new look at a multiverse version of superman it might not it's a, i don't think it's going to be a clark kent reboot story
0: All right yeah um i i think for me where I'm leaning on this is uh, obviously it seems that Warner brothers and Zack Snyder have sn- severed ties. Um, and that Zack Snyder had a certain vision for his DC characters, for Superman and everything, mm-hmm. right. who I think Superman is played brilliantly by Henry Cavill. And oh, I would love to sure. see him. Sure. Yeah. I would love to see him continue in that role. If he might not in this iteration. Um, but, but yeah, I think st- with the Snyder cut that we talked about last week, I think that's going to kind of complete Zack Snyder's vision. I think so. Um, yeah. With I, these characters. Yeah. And and it looks like at least with Superman, they might be going in a different direction. Yeah. It, it seems that way. And like I guess mm-hmm. I'm okay.
1: Just don't reboot the Clark Kent story. So, right. I, I want something new, right. You know, at this point. So yeah,
0: I'm with you. Um, so one other thing I wanted to mention um, before we move into our, our main segment for today, Adam is that, um, Game Changers, um, Mighty Ducks, Game okay, Changers, really. Disney okay. Plus, right. yep. Disney Plus series coming out, uh, I think March 26th, I want to say okay. um, they released a trailer for this series. And I am a huge Mighty Ducks fan. And literally, this trailer gave me all the feels, um, all the nostalgia. Um, and one thing I think that looks really interesting about this show is it's almost like the, the Mighty Ducks has become like the villain, almost like they've become the the Hawks from the first movie or the Iceland from D two. Lived long um, enough. They lived long enough that now they're <laughs> kind of the big bad here, and um, we're getting the, this right, um, right. New, new new breed of um, what do I want to call them misfits? And um, you know, ultimately they're gonna have Gordon Bombay come back, Emilio Estevez um, coach okay. them. It looks like, and man, it, it was just great to see him back, and it was just. It 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 looks funny. It looks um. It just looks like it's really gonna be a great series nice. for Mighty Duck fans out there. So that's just one more thing I wanted to to add here. I think we're gonna have to watch um,
1: those movies before before that series hits. Yeah, they're all late Indies March, a+. right?
0: Uh, late March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, are you ready to take a deep dive into Age of Ultron and kind of look at also like how it's related to WandaVision? Yeah, let's pull that string. <laughs>
1: You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. Strings. There are no strings on me. We have been having, uh, I've been having a blast, and I know we've been, I've been talking to our guest today about uh, Wanda Vision for the last eight weeks, and so before next week's uh, season series finale, I don't know, uh, probably series finale, uh, we wanted to go back and look at Age of Ultron since that was uh, mostly kind of Wanda's, you know, origin story, at least we thought. But um, so Age of Ultron. We wanted to welcome back to the show. She's been with us before, uh, Nicole Marie. Uh, she is Peace Love Fandoms now <laughs> on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Correct? Uh,
2: Star Wars on Twitter. Okay, uh, on Peace Love
1: Star Wars on Twitter and Peace Love Fandoms on Instagram. And uh, you also, are a writer for uh, Twin Suns Outpost.
2: Yes, I am. Glad to be here.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad to have you. So we're going to be talking a little bit today, like I said, uh, Age of Ultron. We'll tie it in a little bit to uh, WandaVision towards the end. Um, But beware if you have not watched the latest episode of WandaVision. There may be spoilers uh, coming up here and there, especially towards the end. Uh, So just spoiler warning right here. I'm not responsible if you didn't listen. (laughs) So, um, so I, like I said before, I think this is a great time to kind of revisit Wanda, revisit Ultron, uh, see where Wanda got her start. Uh, and the way we're going to do this is kind of like last week uh, where we did a, a brand new sh- uh, a brand new show uh, called A Certain Viewpoints Segment. And we did that with Batman v Superman last week. This week, we're not going to focus on one particular uh, conflict or one particular part of Age of Ultron, because there's a ton of really interesting stuff uh, in Age of Ultron to look at. But uh, first, let's just get warmed up with some general thoughts about the movie. How did you feel when it first came out? Have you rewatched it recently? Have your feelings changed, uh, you know, one way or another? Uh, We'll start with you, Nicole.
2: Oh, I I watched it yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) to get prepared I I do I like being fresh I like having all the information but even up leading up to WandaVision I watched it again it's a really good movie and you get a lot out of it a lot of foreshadowing as well so yeah I
1: I love it I'll agree like I I it's one of the ones that people like to rag on, but and you know I didn't really revisit it for a number of years until this past week, and I really enjoyed it a lot more than I remember enjoying it the first time. And I don't know if maybe some of that's because of One Division, um, but I, I really, I really liked it. It's definitely a s- slower moving version of Avengers than we've seen in some other movies, but um, I really enjoyed a lot of the themes in it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a handful of times, you know, just over the years and everything. And obviously, I saw it when it came out in in the theaters. Um, And then, you know, each time I do like a rewatch of the movies, of course, I I watch it again and everything. Um, You know, I will say it's probably if I'm going to if I had to make a list it would be my least favorite avengers movie but um but i still really enjoy it i I think i think it's great um you know it's not i don't like skip it when i go through the order i always want to watch it again um and yeah i mean i think there's a lot of things i'm really interested in watching it again i haven't watched it in a while but i'm going through my marvel rewatch right now and it's coming up pretty soon for me on on that list and I'm going to enjoy seeing, you know, Wanda in this again too and and just kind of that how it might tie into WandaVision and everything. So, yeah, I always enjoyed Age of Ultron, especially yeah. Ultron's voice. I mean, that that dude's James voice James Spader is, is next yeah, level good here. Something
1: else. <laughs> uh, so let's just get into some of these conflicts that I that I mentioned. Uh, a lot of the themes in in this movie kind of play on this idea of us versus them. Uh, you know, this movie isn't it's not quite as clear anymore. And, and you know, the the MCU starts going down this road more uh, in the next few movies. But it's not quite like the good guy Avengers versus bad guy aliens. You know, they kind of play a little more on this idea of who's really the good guys here. Um, and they've done this before with Tony, you know, uh, with Iron Man and, and having Stark Industries on, on his on his weapons and seeing what those actually do in the real world. Uh, but that comes up kind of again because, you know, Cap and, and Tony start drifting further apart in this movie. And, you know, I think we're going to start seeing the seeds of what's to come in, in Civil War uh, for sure. Tony's kind of on this idea he wants to bring about peace by preventing fighting and pre- preventing wars. And and Cap is is afraid, and he actually has a, a line where he blatantly says this in the movie, that, you know, pr- trying to prevent war is usually what co- what ends up costing lives. So mm-hmm. my first kind of question here is, kind of looking at those two, is Tony crossing a line here, uh, trying to do the good thing, or is Cap playing it too safe? Uh, you know, because you know, this is this Tony versus Cap thing is going to be pretty important in the next few movies. So this is kind of where it starts. Um, so what do we think about this, uh, Josh? Let's start off with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like how you have this in in here as a question because I mean, this uh, this is really where that um, Cap and Tony conflict really. I mean, you know, you could see some of it in Avengers a little but, bit, yeah, sure, um, right. but it really starts to plant that seed here with yeah. what's going to drive them apart in Civil War and everything. Um, and you know, from Tony's perspective, and Tony's one of my favorite characters, Iron Man. I love them. Um, he was really emotionally affected by what happened in Avengers. I mean, he, you know, he, he made the sacrifice play, even when, you know um, Cap said that he's not the kind of one to make the sacrifice play, but he, he did. And, and I think he was very affected by that and that experience. And we see that, um, carry over into Iron Man 3 when he's having these panic attacks like reliving that experience and then in Age of Ultron in the beginning he has this vision of what could happen to the Avengers and um, you what? Know, what could happen to all of them A <laughs> vision <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get to that later um, yeah and he so he has this vision and he sees what could happen and he just is determined there needs to be a deterrent there needs to be a way to stop this type of thing and he's willing to go to any length um so from his perspective i I can certainly understand him going to that point i mean maybe he's crossing a line um there's times in the movie where i definitely felt like oh i don't know should they should he do this should he not do this um but, yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about Tony anyway.
1: Yeah. Nicole, what do you think? Cap playing it too safe? Tony's starting to mess with things he shouldn't mess with?
2: I think it's a little both. I think they both need to get in the middle because, you know, you got to give a little on each side to kind of yeah to get there. Um, because yeah. it's like neither one of them are wrong. That's another thing. That's the, neither one of them are wrong it, yeah. because from their own perspective, they're like, no, no, but I'm right but I'm right. But here's my reason, but here's my reason. And so hence they have to give a little, um, I have to also bring it up, you know, Captain America also has served, you know, in our Mm -hmm. country, our country. So Mm -hmm. I think when you have that military experience and you've seen there, you've been there. I think that also changes attitude and perspective on how you look at things in comparison to, a civilian who has not, you know what I mean? Or even a civilian who's got family, you kind of have a little bit more of an idea of what that might look like because of somebody who's kind of giving you that opportunity through their lens. Not saying that yeah. this, that doesn't take away from Iron Man because, I mean, I get it. He definitely has done a lot of things for, you know, as a superhero and things like that. I just think that the perspective just changes and neither one are wrong. Neither one's wrong.
1: Yeah, it's tough, and it's like, it, it, I don't want to cop out by kind of giving the same answer, a bit of both, but I mean, it's, it's really true. It's like, you know, Tony's trying to do the right thing, and he's going into territory that maybe is um, unexplored, I'll say that. Uh, he, he's really trying to do the right thing, though. He's, he's trying to, you know, for him, the goal is to not have to do this uh, for the rest of his life. You know, he doesn't want to have to be Iron Man forever. Uh and he thinks that this might be the way to do it um but like you said cap has been there he's seen that he's seen what happens on this type of stuff and it, it's it's hard it's almost like it, it, and then where where do you meet in the middle on that because for that you know cap's going to have to kind of go back on his beliefs you know, do that minority report style thing where he prevents stuff before it happens and then tony would have to you know give in and maybe admit that he has to still carry that mantle for longer than he wants to, or, you know, that maybe a war has to happen or something like that. It's very tough thing to come and meet in the middle with. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then speaking of kind of meeting in the middle, you end up with, you know, this issue kind of comes up again. Once vision is born, Uh, he's asked, you know, what side is he on? Is he Avenger? Is is he, you know, is he more closer to, to Ultron? Uh, His answer is it's not that simple. You know, it's, it's one of those things, bit of both. Um, he's on the side of preventing life. He doesn't want to harm Ultron, but he, he you know, he's gonna do what he has to. So, you know, what can what can we learn from vision here? How can we apply this in our lives? Um, you know, for me I'll kick it off. I just think it's that it's not there's I think there's very few issues out there that are black and white, you know. There's very few things that all of the, you know, that a particular person can be 100% right on, you know? Uh, and it, it's, it's a thing about, it, it's being mindful of that. It's a balance of, you know, trying to remember that, you know, while you're fighting for something you believe in, you might not be a hundred percent right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a hard thing as a human with convictions and passions and feelings to, to back off on that. But, um, but I, I think that's kind of the message here for me, anyway. Uh, uh, Nicole, I'll pass it over to you.
2: You know, I'm kind of with you on this. I, I'm very in the gray on on this. And I think that was a very teachable moment, though. Also, that vision gives us
1: mm, yeah.
2: that, you know, he's not with Ultron, but he's not yet an Avenger either. He's, yeah. And of course, he's just born. So, how is he's he supposed to? Just born yesterday, to? right? Exactly. Just yeah. born yesterday. Grant, he's been Jarvis. You know what I mean? We have to remember yeah, we do right. have Jarvis in there also underneath it all, but it, he's still learning. And I'm, right. I think he, and he gives us that teachable moment and how we take it is also part of like how we perceive it. So,
0: huh? Definitely. Yeah. I, I think, um, vision's kind of perspective here is pretty profound because, you know, he, <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of just this idea of all life being precious, all life being worthwhile. And, um, he's not taking sides. He's just all about preserving life. But if there's somebody out there that's going to do harm to life or, you know, to innocent life, then at some point you might have to take that person out. You know, you don't have to take that person down. Um, if, if they're threatening the lives of others. And as far as, um, Applying this to my own life. I mean, I think I try to live my life like vision. Um, You know, I'm a, I am a a Christian believer. So I only generally, I only think there's one truth and the truth is in the Bible, but out in the world, I don't think there's any for sure truth out there. There's a lot of opinions. Um, And so I usually try to see both sides and I try to be in the middle and, and try to see both perspectives and see if there's some middle ground there because, you know, with all the opinions out there, where's the, where does the truth lie? So, you know, you know, we, we claim things are either right or wrong, but like you guys said, there's a lot of gray area and a lot of room for interpretation. Um, so I always just try to go with what I think is right, no matter what side it is. And you know, what I think is, is the true, the truth and the good um, in that situation. I
1: had forgot about vision's answer uh in this movie and when i went back and watched it this week it just kind of was one of those moments that just gave me chills because it was like yeah that you know that that hit right there Mm -hmm. um his answer where he he says i don't think it's that simple right so
2: and josh reminded me though of something and that is in this movie with ultron he actually talks about the bible which he talks about peace and it's Mm -hmm. totally opposite (laughs) A right, piece, right. mm-hmm. so but you just reminded me of that that he does talk about it. So kind yeah. of cool fun fact there.
1: Yeah, and you know that answers kind of what Ultron uses to enlist w- uh, Wanda and Pietro th- in, towards the beginning of this. You know, you kind of plays on that idea that you know it's it's not a simple us versus them. Uh, so he he kind of brings them in with this idea of the of the us uh, as you know them, Ultron, Wanda, and Pietro are doing what's right to kind of to, to set things you know right after what happened to them, and then putting them against the, the them of the Avengers and Tony Stark, you know, um, using that issue of that bomb that blew up their apartment complex to kind of you know get them on on his side. You know, this isn't the first time that these movies have tackled this idea, of, you know Tony's weapons and and things like that. So is Ultron just kind of being blatant, just kind of being a, like bluntly honest here, or is there some level of manipulation going on? I mean, is he right, or is he kind of manipulating the truth a little bit?
0: I, I mean, I, I think there, I think he's been being manipulative personally. Um, just because you know, just because Stark weapons were. Used, you know, and, and we and we even get spoiler warning we even get to see this actually happen in WandaVision, which I think is incredibly cool. Um, but but we don't know, like, cool is Tony a very Star- interesting word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was just cool to see that moment, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what you mean. I was just, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm not that morbid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I it's one of those things where, okay, Stark's name is on it and there's that association, but you know, he probably wasn't behind this attack, you know, it's just his weapons and everything. So there's more to the story, you know, there, um, again, it's not just black and white. Um, uh, however, that's how Ultron is kind of presenting it to get them to be on his side. So yeah, that's what, that's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nicole.
2: Oh yeah, he's totally manipulating the situation, and you know he's speaking truths, but it's like he didn't really know of those truths. You know what I mean, or the the different perspectives of what real what real peace looks like. He just kind of y- used the words to his advantage, right? Right. You know, he, I'll make it my own. I'll twist it, turn it. It's the same words, but it's been turned around. So. They believe it it's enough you know versus the truth which she right. didn't fully go into all that i you
1: know that's something that, that never happens today so that's good, yep, thing. Never good thing happens. good thing never this is just fiction right yeah never. <laughs> <laughs> so you know kind of the main i you know i think the the forgive the pun but the ones kind of pulling the strings on both sides here would be vision and ultron uh-huh. um you know, because, and this conversation they have at the at the end, you know, really brings about some interesting aspects of their, you know, specific approach to this, to this you know, both sides of this. Their mission kind of started similarly, you know, bringing about peace, uh, but their perspective on this is drastically different. <laughs> There's so many things to talk about in this last, like, what is this, like a two-minute conversation or something like that. There's this idea of order and chaos, and it may not be as opposite as, you know, we humans tend to, you know, ascribe to those words. There's this idea of that beauty is, doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's something that lasts. There's an idea that, you know, even though humans are flawed and perhaps doomed, it's still a privilege to live among us. I mean, it's, it, there's so many things here. Mm-hmm. Um so how do these two characters, both of the same general idea, become so so far apart on their ideologies? And you know, like we joked about before, it's something that can never happen today, is just fiction. So um, but how how do we get so far apart on the same idea?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a, a challenging question, you know, and um, That's why I thought of it. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting that they both are born of this same general idea, but then, you know, they, they become very, very different. And, you know, for some reason, it just, it seems like Ultron just sees this one way, you know, he he sees this one way that things have to be for the, to create this order in the world. And it's this way of destruction basically. Um, And, you know, he, he's not going to see it any other way where, where I think vision has more to him. You know, he has, because he's, he he is a combination of many different things, you know, the, the mind stone um, maybe some, some Ultron in there, some Tony's in there, you, you know, so th- there's more to him and, and there, there's just more of an exploration of, of other possibilities and, and how, even though life is imperfect, even though humans are imperfect, um, there, there's beauty in, in that imperfection. Um, and he's able to see that where Ultron is not able to see that. I like it, Nicole.
2: Yeah. Wonderfully said Josh. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think you hit that right on its nose. Um, yeah. And I think, again, I have to go back with visions that we, you know, again, he was once part Jarvis too. And I Mm -hmm. think that, that also kind of, that's in there. Just like, as you said, the Tonys are in there. There are, he's, he has actually been around a lot longer than vision. I think that plays in, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right. I just really, but you know what? No two people are alike, no two humans. And why would two, two, well, an Ultron and a, you know, vision be be alike. You know what I mean? And their thoughts and I almost feel like it's almost kind of natural that they were not the same. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously though they're drastically different. But I think we even got that though even at the beginning because Ultron attacked Jarvis.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, what's right.
2: peaceful about that? right I think right. we kind of already foreshadowed what was coming in that moment because I mean, who would attack Jarvis? Ultron, Ultron. i mean i wouldn't attack jarvis jarvis this was a really cool you know he was part of tony he was awesome and he was this this yeah, voice awesome he was awesome, of, he was awesome. <laughs> so, again two two drastically different characters yet alike but yet so different
1: right yeah, yeah. Uh, i would echo all of that i mean the one word that's coming into my head for Jarvis is balance. You know, we were a star Wars podcast. So you talk about the force mm-hmm. being in balance. There's this balance and, in, in vision that's almost like this, like Josh said, this perfect mix of, of everything. Um, that kind of mm-hmm. gives him more clarity uh, into, you know, what's happening, the situation with Ultron, uh, the approach to, you know, to make this right, to do the right thing. Um, so yeah, that, that, that balance that Josh was talking about. I think that was was important. All right. So, uh, final thoughts on this and let's make this about WandaVision, uh, you know, since we're basically using this as our lead into next week, really, uh, when again, spoiler warning here, (laughs) we're probably going to talk about a lot of episode eight because episode eight deals a lot with stuff that happened around age of Ultron, actually. Um, so you may want to skip ahead a few minutes here if you haven't watched that episode. I want to stay spoiler free? Uh, Wanda's conflict is is really internal here a lot. Uh, you know, both in this movie and then far beyond this movie. We get back into it again with WandaVision. How has the treatment of this character resonated with you, uh, Nicole? Why don't you go ahead and start?
2: Can you clarify a little bit more? Uh, Talk about Scarlet Witch.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean yeah. Either okay, Wanda stop. as either Wanda is a person or Scarlet Witch is a hero character. Uh you know, either one uh, how how is the treatment both in Ultron and then what we've seen in um WandaVision, how has that character resonated with you seeing what her journey because it's a the MCU version of Wanda is a very different version than the comic Wanda. Uh so they tell a very different story here. Uh, so how is that story kind of, you know, resonated so, with you emotionally or whatever
2: yeah so um collecting my moments here <laughs> okay so I'm, I'm gonna actually take it back because i'm gonna take yeah. it back to, to last week because i think when i watched the age of Ultron*, i didn't fully connect with her um i like I, see her. that's the problem you know i was?
1: think
0: i had too yeah i, yeah. I agree
2: yeah, I liked her. I really liked her. My daughter actually loved her, and mm-hmm. I remember her saying, "You know, she really liked us." You know, she liked Wanda when she was little, right. and and so when this came out, I got more interested in her. Of course, I I also like comic book Wanda, and I feel like they're kind of bringing in Scarlet Witch more and more from the
1: comics. Yeah. Oh too. yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, that being said, I I'm going to bring back to last week because okay. last week's episode was one the one that and you and Josh have heard me on the side that this is the one that really pulled my heart. That was the one that I went, oh, I I knew it. And I knew it from that that trailer that they had even shown us like the day before. And I'm like, wow, did they emotionally prepare us? Like are we in for reinferred emotional train wreck here, you know? Um, so I fully understood that being a single mom and going through divorces. I understood what she was going through. I was like, wow, she, she nailed that, you know? And those feelings of sadness and anger and frustration and disappointment. And it's, you know, it's all coming down to one. And of course, that does include, you know, Pietro, you know, her brother. She's she's lost everything, you know, for crying out loud. Give the let, let her have a life, you know, the right. life that she deserves. Yeah. Uh, and of course, that's different from the, in the comic books because in the comic books, she actually is living that life and stuff, even as a superhero. So I just feel like I finally finally really in the last few weeks started fully emotionally just enjoying this character right yeah yeah just I would, like totally oh she's a superhero yeah. and she's you know she's got these awesome strengths and things but no i finally i right. finally got there so.
1: yeah no i'm I'm kind of there with you and it's like I, I think during age of ultron it's almost like you know when you say you didn't totally can kind of connect with that character back then like you know, for me, that origin story, you know, her parents died <laughs> and it's like, well, that's yeah. very original in comics, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, but it's like, I don't know, it's something about that story back then versus what we're seeing now. And maybe it's just actually seeing it play out and not, you know, just kind of flashback type thing. Maybe it's actually seeing it happen. Maybe that's a different, um, uh, different well, perspective. I that... Go ahead.
2: Yeah. I was just gonna say, I just feel like Wanda's has grown up. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's been a few years now, she's mm-hmm. a wife and she's a mom. Like things have changed, and I get it. I know she became a mom in a few days. Okay, in the comic book, she actually <laughs> went the whole nine months, it took 12 series. You can read it, you can look it up. It's true. Yeah, um, but she did, she's grown, and I think that is what has also changed. I think we've also changed. And so now that we've grown, we've matured, we've gone through different life things. I think now we're just seeing her in a a new lens, (laughs) in a new vision, actually. I think we're seeing her.
0: Hmm. Yes. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Lots lots of visions happening today. Um, Yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm with you guys in a, in a way when it comes to, I didn't really connect with the character in Age of Ultron um, too much. It wasn't until really Infinity War that I really started to notice this character um, and and what she had to offer. And, you know, we got to see her relationship um, with vision and, and, and everything a little bit more in that one and just the pain that she kind of had to go through at the end to, to kill him basically in order to, kill Thanos and stop Thanos. Um, That was a big one for me. Right, 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 unfortunately. Um, But then in WandaVision, I mean, I've really fallen in love with the character and I love that we're able to get these series now on Disney plus where we can dive deeper into these characters and, and see all that growth and all that development and spend more time with them. And, and really this show for me is all about um, grief. It's all about oh, yeah. um, dealing yeah. or not dealing with grief. And, you know, she is, I've seen, I see this a lot as a counselor where, where people will try to push that grief aside and not deal with it and not process it. Um and and she's doing this in a in a way that I've never seen before, of course, because she can create this whole um, basically town and uh, TV show um, with her mind. But um, you know, it, it's this ultimate form of kind of suppressing grief and and not allowing yourself to process it. And for me, that's the heartbreaking part of it being a counselor and and and, and seeing that. And I'm like, oh, she just needs to talk to somebody about this. Um, I know there's more to <laughs> it than that, but. Um, you know, it, it's, I've really enjoyed this series in Wanda's character.
1: So has WandaVision maybe enhanced uh, how you feel about this movie at all, uh, or vice versa? Is, you know, watching uh, Wanda's story begin kind of in Age of Ultron, has that maybe affected how you watch uh, WandaVision? Uh, either way, Josh, I'll just shoot it right back to you.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I mean, in a way, just because and I, and again, it's been I need to watch this movie again, it, you know, just to see maybe there's more connections than I'm thinking of. But, you know, of course, just seeing WandaVision enhances my appreciation of her and her brother's relationship quite a bit um, because he comes up so much in this show, you know, whether by mention or, you know, otherwise, um, and specifically episode eight, I think really gave me a look at the backstory behind age of Ultron and how their parents were, were killed and everything. And just seeing that moment um, really, I think made a big difference for me.
1: Cool. Uh, Nicole.
2: Yeah, no. So I already liked age of Ultron. I already okay. did. Um, I just feel like it enhanced it. I feel like I enjoy it more because there's just more connections to it. Um, I mean, are no strings on me i absolutely actually i did like ultron for that i think he just brought so many new quotes into my world (laughs) um but you know what's so cool is that yesterday you know we are as we are all you know watching that episode at our own time but coming back to that moment that you were just talking about josh she we find out that she actually already had those powers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was so cool to see and so you know while we got to see it in the age of ultron we really got to see it yesterday in WandaVision in episode eight. And I think that's really awesome, you know, that we got to see that that she she actually had those powers all along, as they say. <laughs> um and it's just I don't know. There's something about it. Something's it's changed a little bit, but in a good way, you know, everything's kind of gelling together. And
1: yeah. I, I personally think that WandaVision um very much enhanced to how I felt about watching Ultron this week, you know, and like I, Ultron wasn't one that I didn't not like, but it wasn't, it was definitely not one of my favorites. Uh, but watching it again after seeing this stuff with Wanda and uh, it it it, I, it was a different movie for me this week than it was when I first saw it, however many years ago. Uh, so I really enjoyed this and just... This has nothing to do with WandaVision, but James Spader was just incredible doing that Doing yeah. that voice. So mm-hmm. creepy, so maniacal, so um, conniving. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a perfect voice for Ultron, I think, and it was so well done. Um, and then, like you said, Nicole, before, I think it was really interesting that I've had time to grow as a person. I'm thinking about things differently than I was back then. Seeing those themes, I think for some reason hit me a little bit different this time, and um, started thinking about how those themes don't just apply to superhero movies or, or, you know, global co- conflict or, or stuff like that. As seeing how it applies personally, I think now than it did differently back then. I think that made a lot of a difference as well. Mm-hmm. So, last question. Anybody have any predictions on how WandaVision wraps up on Friday? We left off with Scarlet Witch and Agatha uh, Harkness facing off. Actual Scarlet Witch, first time I think that's ever been mentioned in the MCU. Uh, yeah, Witch. I believe you're right. So, how do we think? What, what's going to happen? Agatha, she lived, she died. What's going on with, Is that? I guess that's White Vision at the end? <laughs> What do we got going on here?
0: Who who wants to start?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any clue. Like, this series is just, um, it's it's subverted all my expectations (laughs) in a a good way, in a very, very good way. Um, Seeing how everything came together this past week with those sitcoms and seeing why those sitcoms are part of the show blew my mind. Like I wasn't expecting that. Like I knew it was an escape. I knew it was a way to kind of um, feel better about this stuff, but just seeing that that was a part of her life with her parents and then seeing that how um, Malcolm in the middle was part of her life with vision. And it's, it was, it was a lot like I'm sitting here kind of laughing but maybe that's just a way to suppress how I really feel about (laughs) about (laughs) this episode. It it was so good. So good. And to kind of be the thing that awakens the Scarlet Witch in her, I thought that was pretty smart, pretty clever. Because like I said, her story here is a lot different than it was in the comics. She's actually a child of Magneto in the comics. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a very different story that they're telling here. And, the way that they're pulling this story off, this brand new story that's unique to them, is really cool. And I've really grown to love it. But as far as a prediction, I hope Agnes doesn't die. I like Agnes. Agatha, real name. Uh, I hope she doesn't die. And I, I was even mentioning to you, Nicole, the other day that I want a Agatha spinoff show and just let kind of Catherine Hahn have a good time <laughs> being a witch um that
2: would be awesome. <laughs> maybe
1: like a like that beginning scene set like a, a an agatha show set in colonial america you know seeing what she did seeing how she messed with that dark magic you know that type uh-huh. of stuff oh that would be so cool um but yeah i i just i hope she doesn't die i hope she comes i hope she's a, a part of the mcu going forward because she's a really cool character uh, but i don't know i don't know what do you think nicole
2: well, I, okay, so I'm with you, okay? They they just need to take you on right now at Marvel <laughs> and just let you go. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm free.
2: So as a producer or something.
1: I'm free, yeah.
2: Because <laughs> I'm, I'm in agreement. I think it would be so cool to have a Catherine Hahn, you know, I thought all along, you know, show. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, okay, so I have many thoughts as you know when it comes to what's happening.
1: <laughs> no, like, really? Wait a minute. Do you?
2: Well, so... <laughs> yesterday i of course you know somebody inspired me to all of a sudden quickly start researching white vision and then i'm like oh wait he's actually happened this is happened in the comic book so of mm. course you know and i do believe that they are still giving lots and lots and lots of knots to to the comic books but just to oh yeah
1: yeah books. yeah yep.
2: um so with the fact that that we do have a white vision it surprised me. I was like, wait, there was a white vision and there's a comic book? Where do I buy it? You know? <laughs> and it also made me realize, because I think I heard, and I have to still do my research, don't quote me 100 percent but that he later gets redeemed. I have to find out. I'm still got
1: okay. look. Interesting. I have,
2: to have a different comic book. Um Okay, so I honestly have to say, I think it's going to somehow lead into Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really do believe that all of these are leading up. Even I think Spider Man is going to be included. I honestly believe that they're all going to really link somehow. Um, will we see any of them in Winter Soldier and Falcon? I don't know. I really yeah, don't. Right, right. Um, could it be like Thanos, like in that end credit at the end, a lot? And that's what links it? Maybe. Um, I think we might see scrolls in all three of them. That's my prediction. I think we're going to see scrolls in some shape, some form in all three, even if okay. they look like people right now. Right. That's one right. of my predictions. Okay. I don't know about Agnes or Agatha. I don't know, but I do believe we—if we don't get the big bad here, it's possible we'll get it in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really do believe mm-hmm. that they're going to continue, um, and I definitely think we'll see something by Loki so that's my prediction something's something's coming but i think they're connecting so
1: i would i'm kind of wondering if that big bad that you're mentioning if it's not her i'm thinking i wonder if it's going to be something where we get it like after the credits you know (laughs) yeah kind of how they did with thanos the whole way through phases Mm -hmm. one and two
2: i I will say this i really hope they don't do wanda scarlet witch story I will say that I really do hope because I feel like she's a really good strong character for boys and girls, whatever, everyone mm-hmm. alike. I think she's a really good character. So I really do hope they don't do her dirty and make her to be the villain. I really want her to stay Oh,
1: I see what you mean. Okay, okay. You know what
2: I mean? I yeah, really I do want so. I don't I don't think we're,
1: I don't get that feeling.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, I don't so, think so either. Yeah. But I, I really
2: we're... do believe we're getting a big bad, and I think this is i don't 100 percent think it's agatha i think Mm-mm. she's right. it could it be nightmare could it be mephisto could it be the grim reaper we've got so many clues all over the place for all the different villains and i like the fact that they threw them all out at us i'm like
1: mm-hmm. right
2: seriously my list of suspects is long for who <laughs> the big bad is and it could be any of them so
1: yeah yeah no i i, I totally get that mm-hmm. are you josh
2: Yeah, I mean, I've
0: taken a different approach to this than I do for Star Wars. Normally, Mm -hmm. you know, Star Wars, I'm I'm looking for answers. I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen next. I'm like deep diving into everything. So with Marvel, I've really allowed myself to just sit back and kind of see what happens and let it play out. And, you know, I've never never read a Marvel comic in my life. I'll admit that Um, I've I've been just on board for the movies and now the shows and everything. So I'm just I don't want to go looking too deep into anything, but there are some things that I'd like to see. Um, I do think there's going to be some kind of confrontation or or showdown, obviously, um, in this last episode, you know, involving um wanda vision, maybe Monica, um, as well as the white vision and Agatha and and everything. Um so I think we're gonna gonna see some resolution to that whole thing. I I do think this whole um what are they calling it the hex um yeah is is gonna come down. You know, I I think Wanda I really need to see Wanda confront the reality of her situation and I don't want her to lose everybody and anything and everything, but I don't know that her children are even real. I don't think they're real. I um, I, I don't. I, I really want to see what has she created with with vision. Is this just again? Is this another thing that's in her mind, or did she use the power of the Mind Stone, um, to somehow create another 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 vision? Um, or is he gonna? You know, I'd like to see him be alive in in some capacity at the end of this. Um, just so Wanda can have that kind of happier ending. But I also think. It would be powerful for her to have to confront this this loss and and process that that grief that she's going through. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah,
2: I don't know if you guys know, but today Marvel did put out one picture, one image for next week's show. It actually shows her and Vision and their two children, and she. It's an interesting hmm. image. So go back and look. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of opposite. I'm really hoping the children are there because in the comics, I know they are, and they eventually become the newer Avengers because I would love yeah. to see their story grow.
1: I've seen some you know, interesting theories that, that we're kind right. of setting up the young right. Avengers here, uh, which kind of right. makes sense because we have, you know, mm-hmm. Wanda's children, uh, you know, they're talking about, I mean, not talking about Ms. Mar- uh, Ms. Marvel is a thing. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all these kind of characters that they that would kind of fit into that young adventures category are kind of coming around. So that might be that might be something that happens there.
2: Yeah. Oh, I just thought of something. We know that my, I believe we'll see. Well, I think I'm pretty sure it's already been put out there, but we'll have Monica Rambo in Captain Marvel, too. So yep. she mm-hmm. might be coming in there with some superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. in, it may not be in 2021, but whenever that movie comes, you know, that might be actually coming back a little bit from WandaVision
0: mm-hmm. or
2: her character is moving forward. And this is where she's at when we see her next. So right. interesting. Just, just a little quick thought from ahead of time. As <laughs> yeah. I now see <laughs> three or four years ago, people's theories coming true now, right. which is freaky. Right.
0: Is. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this finale and I can't wait for us to kind of review it um, ne- next week in our show next week and kind of look Indeed. back at the whole season. Definitely. Well, uh, I want
1: to say thank you, Nicole, for joining us. Why don't you uh, let uh, let everyone know where they can find you, uh, where you do your writing and, and everything that you do. So go ahead and, and throw out all your all your links. <laughs>
2: Well, thank you, Adam and Josh, for always letting me come on your show and just have fun. And it's always a pleasure. I uh, do it's,
0: enjoy not, it. it's not letting it's uh, thank uh, you for wanting to come on. I, it's, it's always a great yeah. conversation. So we, we love having you on.
2: This is true. Um, so anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Peace Love uh, Star Wars. I was about to say Disney because that's where I'm at on Facebook. <laughs> Right. um and, uh, and instagram on peace love Phantoms because i just love lots and lots of phantoms like marvel and star wars um and i write for twin Sons outpost uh once a month so you can check me out there so thank you again this awesome. has been a really
0: thank fun you time. anytime hey doc we better back up we don't have enough road to get up to 88 roads Well, we're going we
1: don't need roads thank you for tuning in to episode 69 Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, and if you're on one like Apple Podcasts, that leaves it lets you leave a review. Go ahead and do that for us; it really does help. Uh, helps us get out to more people. Helps us know what you like and what you don't like. So make sure you do that for us. We really appreciate it. Our Discord server is a uh, hop in place to be lately. Make sure you join that. The link there is in the show notes, and it's also on the website. We've added a whole bunch of custom emojis that we can use in our our server this week. I don't know if you've seen all of those yet, Josh, but there's a lot of really fun ones in there now. Uh, So make sure you join that. We also use that for our watch parties on Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Last week, we watched episode uh, 7 of WandaVision, and this coming week, join us for episode 8 on the eve of the finale so make sure you join us there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we had uh, a lot of people show up the last one. It was a lot of yeah, good sure conversation, was, good chat. Yeah. So that Good show. Fun. Yeah, enjoy it. It's a lo- it, it. Come on, stop by, say hi. It's a lot of fun. Check out our website, viewcom There you'll see all kinds of blog articles, uh, links for everything, really. Uh, everywhere you can subscribe to the show, everywhere you can send us questions or comments or topics or anything of that nature. Also, check out our socials. Instagram and Twitter are both at CertainPOVPod. Facebook page is From a Certain Point of View. Our email address is CertainPOVPod at gmail.com. And we are hosted by Anchor.fm, where you can send us a 60-second voicemail if you want to get in your thoughts about Age of Ultron, how you thought about it. Has uh, WandaVision changed how you think about it? Any of that stuff. If you want to leave a voicemail, we would love to play it on the show. We are part of the Red 5 Network. Check them out at red5network.com. There are a ton of podcasts, uh, everything on there, and it's actually growing a lot lately. We've added a a whole bunch of new shows. There's a Star Wars Journey with Ashley and Brandy. Uh, They are uh, watching the entire Star Wars canon, discussing everything Star Wars. They're actually uh, talking about Clone Wars as well. So check them out. That's an awesome show. The Snapcast is a brand new one as well, and uh, that's actually a Magic: The Gathering uh, show, uh, which is very cool. So, like I said, not all <laughs> Star Wars on Red Five Network. There's all kinds of great stuff there, and um, and Star Wars: The Escape Pod is another brand new show as well. So make sure you check out all these brand new shows. Give them some love on the Red Five Network. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you, and you know. You'll find a new show that you're going to like to listen to in the process. Uh, you can find me on the internet at the gauze85, uh, both on Twitter and Instagram, Josh, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722. And wow, it was a great show today. Really enjoyed fun, having yeah. Nicole on, talking yeah. Age of Ultron, some good news today. We're so glad that you decided to join us and listen to us. And we thank you as always and stay tuned. Uh, for next week's show and just remember that everything we said today was true from a certain point of view